Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin, and now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Food Heals Podcast, episode 131. So we want to set the intentions from a place of love, from a place of abundance, from a place of gratitude. It's your feeling, not your words, that will create your future. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Hi, Suze. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Allie. So this is our second episode of 2017, second podcast of the new year. So we thought we'd give you some great tools and tricks for setting intentions and making 2017 your healthiest, happiest year yet. And if you're in LA this weekend, we've got a great event for you. Vegan chef Leslie Durso is throwing a New Year Better You class and brunch in the Arts District downtown LA on Saturday, and we'd love to see you there. That's right, Food Heals Nation. I'll be there doing lots of Snapchatting and Instagramming, which you can watch by following Allison Melody TV if you can't make it in person. But if you can, feel free to come on down and you know we scored you a discount code. New Year Better You class and brunch is $45, but for Food Heals listeners, you can save $5 by using the coupon code FOODHEALS at checkout. Go to our group, foodhealsgroup.com, and click on Allison's post to join us for brunch. And Leslie's going to lead you through some of her favorite habits and rituals to maintain a healthy mind and body. She'll also teach you some of her most favorite breakfast recipes to make staying healthy throughout the new year a cinch. This class will include a welcome mimosa. Yes, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> a 45-minute long class, sit-down brunch, printed recipes, giveaways, and surprises. Yeah, she's assured me there's going to be like amazing giveaways. I have no idea Ooh. What, what it's going to be yet. And we'll tell you more about it on the breaks. So stay with us. Plus, later in the show, we'll be announcing our first swag bag winner from our holiday contest. I was wondering what word you were going to sing out on that. <laughs> you knew I was going to sing. <laughs> swag bag. That's when we turn into Oprah. <laughs> you get a car you get a swag bag the food hills podcast starts now all right food hills nation it's a new year how are those resolutions going Susie? how are yours what oh (laughs) they're great no actually (laughs) we talked about this a little bit i don't do resolutions because if i don't follow through then i feel shameful But what I do is think about really what I want to change in terms of the long run as like just your intentions. And I also, Mike and I um, also plan out our year. That's awesome. Yeah. What have you planned? Um, Just things that, you know, goals that we want to accomplish, like kind of the bigger picture, like Mm. where we want to be this time next year. So we're getting ready to move. Um, That's really great to do as a couple. Yeah. I feel like it keeps you accountable and makes them even more powerful. We're, we, I, I actually was really, we just came back from visiting his family in Canada and mm-hmm. my sister and brother-in-law, his eldest sister, they do they do massive couple planning. I was really inspired. I'm like, that's really good to get on the same page and work as a team as opposed to doing it on your own or... Yeah, me and Dan got to step it up. Yeah, <laughs> you do. I do a lot on my own, but you I've do. always been that way. I'm like journaling and writing my intentions and what I'm going to manifest and all that kind of stuff. And he does it too. Like, we both have our notebooks next to our beds, but we haven't really done, like, a joint vision. So I really like that. Well, it's it's really interesting once you find your partner, yeah. get married, or commit to a partner for life, as a, you know, it's different than just having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Or I think that, at least for me, it's like, I'm, I now view our relationship as its own entity. You know, it's not just my husband, my wife, my partner, but it's like, I read this somewhere. I did read this somewhere. It's like, <laughs> when you view the relationship as its own thing you're 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 working for the good of the relationship not just hey i want this i want you to do this oh yeah you need to do this for me to to for me to be happy in this relationship it's like yeah it's like an unselfish way of looking at it yeah that's nice yeah i like it yeah it kind of it flipped the script in my own brain so that's what we try to you know go from it's really healthy so let's talk about those intentions for 2017. Wait, how about you? Mine are going really well so far. Um, it's only been, what, like less than two weeks? Yes. But I have been on it on my exercise routine. So I've been, I got unlimited um, a monthly at this Pilates studio that I go to with my friends Jill and Rebecca. And I used to only go a couple times a month just by one-off classes or I was on class pass, but did a month unlimited. So I've been going for one to two hours every single day. Nice. I'm already feeling it. Like I feel stronger. I yeah. feel like more energy. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be exhausted when I did I did two hours in a row. So you run for 30 minutes on a treadmill and then you do an hour and a half of Pilates on the reformer. So it's not oh my easy. God. Yeah. <laughs> After that one, I was like, okay, take a break. But I've gone every single day and I think that I'm going to take a break, you know, every Sunday is kind of like a day off and then try to commit to that. That's my commitment for January. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to decide like after that uh, month, how how am I feeling? Are these results sustainable? Mm-hmm. Um, and and see where that where that takes I still me. want to take you to Orange Theory Fitness. I know. There's so many good ones in LA. Yeah, there are. They've popped up. Yeah. So how's that one going? Oh, I haven't been in like a month. But yeah, it's one of well, those I drop in. You yeah. Know, they try to get you to commit. And I think that would be great. It's a little too aggressive for me to do constantly. Yeah. But to shake it up, they always say that when you're doing whatever workout regimen or, you know, routine you want to do, it's good to have varied things like mm-hmm. yoga with something that's more circuit training or weight training or, you know, or Pilates with running or, you know, you you can't just stick to one thing. Totally. And you have to do like the weights plus the cardio. Mm -hmm. You can't just do one. And stretching. Need some stretching. stretching. Yeah. I stretch on my own a lot though, just because I love the weights. Pilates and yoga are the two that like involve stretching with the workout. For sure. And it does make me feel better. It makes me feel, you know, they always talk about yoga, you feel longer and leaner and Pilates just makes me feel strong and badass. So I love that feeling. Mm. And I used to be more of a yogi but I'm kind of changing right now so maybe I'll go back to yoga but right now I'm in this Pilates running kick. It's funny I'm I'm on the other opposite end where (laughs) I went away from yoga for a long time
long time. And uh-huh. now I'm like, I'm doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Food Heals Nation, let's talk about intentions. So we came up with five steps for setting your intentions. And step one is to get clear on exactly what you want to create, exactly what you want to manifest. So that's not like, maybe I want this. It's not being wishy-washy. It's not being wishful thinking. Maybe I can have this. Maybe I'll accomplish this. It's getting clear. So what's an example of like a clear goal? Losing five pounds. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But then you want to be specific, right? So by a certain date, because that then helps you create the action step. So you got to get real clear that I want to lose five pounds or I want to change my career from A to B, whatever those specifics are. And then step two is to detach from the outcome. So you've gotten really clear on what you want, but then you have to not be so dependent on the outcome that when you don't get it the right way or the way you think you're going to get it, you're not disappointed. I have so much to say about this. This is, I, but I'll, I'll hold on to it when we talk about Sedona method, which is a method that I use to detach and release from outcomes and pretty much everything. So yeah. we'll, we'll wait on that. You want to give them a, a preview? Well, what I was going to say is, Allie, we might have listeners that go, well, why would you get specific and then detach from it? Right. And I know you're going to talk about that. Well, I will. But I want to yeah. ask, I want to hear from why would, you, why would you say that? Why would you say detach? Because you don't want to be disappointed by what you don't receive in the way that you're expecting it. Right. Because sometimes it'll come, but it won't come in the exact way you think it will. However, losing five pounds I can't imagine how many different ways I would come, you know, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty. Well, here's an example. So a woman who was trying to uh, attract her life partner and she's like, oh, he looks like this. He Mm -hmm. acts like this. He has this job. Right. But then guess what? Sometimes he comes in another form. Right. So he may not be tall, dark and handsome. He may be short and balding, but has everything else you want. Right, 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 right. (laughs) And so I think it's more about setting your expectations high for what you want, but then allowing what comes and not judging it. Mm -hmm. All right, then step three, check in with yourself. So are you setting an intention from a place of fear or a place of lack? It's your feeling, not your words, that will create your future. So let's say you're trying to manifest money or a job. Are you feeling desperate and in lack? And if so, then the words won't matter, right? You'll continue to create what you're feeling when you set that intention. So we want to set the intentions from a place of love, from a place of abundance, from a place of gratitude. So check in with yourself. And let's say you want to manifest love. So are you manifesting love from a place of sadness and loneliness? Or are you setting your intention from a place of abundant love? You have to be in that great, beautiful state of loving yourself wholly and completely as you are. And then you can attract more love. Why? Because as we know from the law of attraction, Alita McDaniel and all the, you know, secret people, as Oprah would say, the secret, (laughs) secret, (laughs) like attracts like. So when you're setting your intentions, you want to be in a good space. You don't want to set an intention from anger, fear, lack, any of those negative emotions. We want to set it from such an abundant place. So you can't set an intention if you're in a bad mood. Don't do it. Do it later. Do a meditation. Put yourself in a place of gratitude, of love, of wherever you need to be mm-hmm. to set that intention clearly and lovingly. And if you're like me, who is someone that for many years lived in a place of depression or lack or fear or yeah, but, or the universe has let me down, Allison's right. You really do need to move out of that before you can manifest because otherwise it just won't. It won't happen. You're going to bring more of what you've already brought. Yeah. And I mean, we're not saying you have to be completely healed and in a happy place all the time, right? No, because no one is. No one is. Yeah. You're you're never going to be that. I, I mean, you know what? I shouldn't say that. But in most cases, most people are never going to be that fully healed, fully happy place all the time because things come, things happen. Yeah. You know, people. Life happens. Life happens. There's going to be disappointments. I'll give, you, I'll give an example. Yeah. So before I met Mike... I had been in the series of, and I I wanted to meet a man that I wanted to spend my life with, create a home with, Mm -hmm. possibly have children with, you know, find my partner. Was not meeting anyone of that sort for many, many years and had tried internet dating and decided to try it again, except this time I had no expectations. I used it as an experiment. I even thought 
this would be a really great place to find unique characters to write about someday in a mm-hmm. script. So I was really kind of letting, like I had no expectations. And then I had this conversation in my head, like why even bother then? And it was really to change up my own patterns, to, to meet new people, just to, to practice being in a place where I'm meeting different groups of people, mm-hmm. even though it, nothing may come of it. Right. And I took that leap and I approached it with that attitude. And I think he was like the fourth guy I met online. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that was it. Yeah. So whereas before, I would go to bars, go out with my friends, go on blind dates, Always with this like, oh, what's this going to be like? Yeah, you know, yeah. With that attitude of like, this isn't going to work. From fear. Yeah, absolutely. From fear of not having, you know, a, a lot of women say, is there anyone out there for me? You know, and of course there is. Mm-hmm. Of course there Always. is. Always. I know people in their 80s that hook up. Yeah. And, date. and there may be many loves of your life. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that may lose a loved one or may get divorced or may never get married, but have many great loves. And it's all good. It's all okay. But I love your story. Um, So step four would be kind of like kind of what Susie did where you get into that place. So we always say meditate on the feeling you want to attract, not its opposite. So you want to get into that deep, abundant and loving space. And meditation for some people is easy. For others, it's like, whoa, I can't turn my brain off. I don't know how to do this. This is stupid, whatever. Just take five minutes of quiet. I don't know anyone who's ever, it's ever been easy for. Well, People always hit blocks and then, you know what I mean? I guess it becomes easy, easier it's once they've practiced. Practiced, yeah. You know, they say, well, it takes, Malcolm Gladwell's thing is 10,000 hours to really master something. That's to become an expert. A, an expert at anything. So imagine how much meditation, how long it would take to become an expert. So no one's an expert. But I guess I mean it's easier for people who have done it enough to make it a daily or a weekly practice. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier for them. But for anyone just beginning, it can be tough. And mm-hmm. I understand that because yeah. I remember when it was tough for me. And yeah. it still is sometimes. I can't be in a bad mood. I can't be in an angry place to do it effectively. Now, if I'm in an angry place and I go get quiet, I always feel better. Mm-hmm. You know. So for your meditation, you can do five minutes. You can do 20 minutes. You can do a long meditation. You can do a short meditation. But it's really just about getting to that place of quiet. And in that quiet place is where we can feel the love energy, the healing energy coming into our bodies. And that's a great place to manifest from. And then the last step is write it down. Read the book, write it down, make it happen if you haven't read it because it's really powerful. It has all these amazing stories of people who have manifested crazy things just from writing it. There's a woman who wrote love letters to her future husband. You know, I'm so grateful to have you in my life and we do all these wonderful things together and just attracted him into her life. So that's a great book and it's a great example of how writing it down really sets the intention. There's something about putting paper to pen. And there's something about specifically paper to pen versus typing. Yeah. There's some, I think that goes back to hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I remember Shauna talked a little bit about that. But yeah, she did. But when you're actually writing it with your yeah. hand with a pen or pencil, but there's some kind of like connection that we forge. Yeah, so write it down, make it happen. Know that everything that you seek is seeking you and just be grateful in that moment that it's on its way to you now. And you can write that. I'm so grateful it's on its way to me now, whatever that it is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the intentions are. And so I think those are really easy steps that anyone can do. I feel like a lot of people think meditation or manifestation is hard and complicated, and so they don't do it. So we want to make it clear that it's really not tough. And especially now, I don't like resolutions. It takes a, cer- it takes a certain amount of bravery yeah, to be introspective. Right. And not everybody outside of the yogic community Community. (laughs) is willing to do that you know because it's being honest with yourself i'm not happy i don't have the partner that i want i don't have the job that i want it's it's painful a lot of people would rather be like no i'm just gonna have a coffee and forget about it yeah yeah and you know if you are feeling that anger or that sadness or that fear express it express it don't go punch a pillow punch a pillow don't go yell at your friend or anything or you know do anything destructive or self-destructive but let out that anger, cry it out, let it out, and then you can go into that place of joy and gratitude once you've gotten it all out of you. It's just got to get out of your body, right? Yeah. That negative energy. So we can all do this. Um, but I know we're going to talk about Sedona Method, so Susie's going to tell us all about that. I'm so excited! I know! But first, we have a swag bag winner. Swag bag! <laughs> Congratulations, Catalina 
Manta, I hope I said your name right. She says, it's an amazing, life-changing podcast. What? (laughs) I just wanted to thank you for such an amazing podcast. I started listening to you guys about a year ago, and since then, my life has changed completely. Don't want to sound cliche, but your words encourage me to be happy and set my priorities straight. I walked out of a toxic professional environment, switched my diet, incorporated more yoga and happy thoughts to my life, and most importantly, I now invest all my time and energy on my passion and new company. It has been a great journey, and I look forward to every new episode. You guys absolutely rock. I am so grateful to have found you, and I am sure that all the goals and wishes you both have will come true. Aww. Who gives good, receives good. Thank you again for being a positive, informative, and encouraging platform for those who need it. Besos. So sweet. Oh, wow. I know. Congrats, Catalina, on all that you're manifesting. And sounds like she's got a new company, and she's doing well with her diet and yoga and happy thoughts. So... Congrats, and thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, and your review is so sweet. So if you want to find Catalina, she had tweeted to us, so follow her on Twitter at Catalina Monta, M-O-N-T-A. And Catalina, please send us your address at info at foodhealsnation.com. That was amazing. That was a, such a lovely review, and she sent us pesos. I know, pesos back. Kisses. Kisses, XOXO. Gossip girl, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Food Heals Nation, we're going to talk about Sedona Method. Um, I feel like I just got a little militant right there. Let's do it. But Sedona Method is is changing my life. Yeah. It's changing my internal life, which is changing my external life. And it's actually, if any of you guys have seen The Secret. Secret. Um, the man who continues the Sedona Method, uh, Hale Dwoskin, was in The Secret. And he claims that many of the people that were also in the secret um, support and believe in the Sedona Method, believe it's very helpful. Yeah, they have testimonials from some of those guys. Tons, tons, tons. So the Sedona Method, I could go on and on forever, but it started, the basis of it started in the 50s. And it's basically uh, started by a man named Lester Levinson. And he was very ill and he was sent home to die at heart disease and amongst other things. And basically... He was very intelligent. He had a lot of money. He had a lot of girlfriends. He lived on the Upper West Side of New York City overlooking Central Park. And he was dying. And he, uh, I guess, started releasing emotions, releasing negative thoughts, just accepting his death. And he survived the three months, the two months, whatever they gave him to live. And he kept living. And he thought, well, I'm... And he started to feel really good from, like, kind of letting go of preconceived notions, of past experiences, of anything that really didn't serve him. Mm-hmm. And he wound up living like another 30 years. So his body healed itself after releasing all of this mental junk. Yeah. And um, as we at least believe, as many people do know, that the body, the, the mind is extremely healing. Uh, the placebo effect is one of those things where you take a, a sugar pill and someone's told, this is going to heal your, your XYZ, mm-hmm. whatever you're dealing with. And people take it and the XYZ heals. But it was really just a sugar pill, and it was really the mind saying, oh, I'm going to heal now. Yeah, because those particular individuals believed that they had the pill. Right. And so the mind, believing that it can, you know, it's going to heal now, mm-hmm. heals the body. So Sedona Method was then, Lester, you know, shared this kind of technique and shared it with Hale in the 70s, and Hale became a huge fan of it. And when Lester passed, Hale took over the work. Sedona Method is basically, in a nutshell, welcoming and blessing everything in your life. Even the bad shit. Even the bad shit. Especially <laughs> the bad shit. Especially, yeah. So when I discovered it, I was pretty negative um, and had bouts of depression and anxiety. And what this did is allow me to be in the present. I didn't realize how many tapes I had running in the background of my mind. And mm-hmm. this goes back to our... Where I talk about hypnosis and the subconscious and false beliefs and things from our past, even past lives, where you may have a belief that you're not good enough, or you're a bad dancer, or you know you can't write a book, mm-hmm. or you're you know it goes on and on and on. I'm not attractive, whatever. And it's um, these misbeliefs that we tell ourselves constantly, and they can run in the back, like they yeah. can run in the background, like like, Sometimes you don't like even a know computer, what's happening. like a computer program where you yeah. didn't even know that app was still on. Right? But, oh my god, it's still running in the back. <laughs> close and your just, apps, people. And <laughs> close your apps. Hashtag close your apps, and it's affecting your hard drive, which is your yeah. brain, and then it's affecting your the outcome of your life. So 
when I discovered this, it, I, I, it really did help me. And it, it's not necessarily, for me, it wasn't necessarily easy. It's simple, but, but not easy. And just as we were talking about earlier, to confront what's really going on in your, your heart and your mind, as opposed to being like either painting a, a, a smile over it or just giving in to negativity, it's being truthful with yourself about, you know, how experiences have affected you, how when you got, you know, you're heartbroken in high school, it's still like, I know people that's, that hang on to their past. We actually all do. It's, a, it's do. a kind of a human thing. It's not, yeah. it's not natural. The Sedona method would say that's not who you really are. Mm-hmm. Who you really are is being and being never dies. And if you want more information, you can go to Sedona.com. But let's go into the questions because I feel like those are the core of it, aren't they? They're the, well, there's five different ways of releasing. The, the questions that I showed you are one of them. Okay. Um, let me just give a little background. So basically, Lester came up upon that we have these wants surrounding most cir- circumstances of our lives. So there's five basic wants behind life (laughs) and those are wanting safety security wanting oneness wanting separation wanting approval or love and wanting control and i've really tested this out but you can reduce uh i I really like i doubted it at first i'm like no you really can reduce most things to wanting love or wanting control or Mm -hmm. wanting safety security um and so those, so wanting those things puts us in a place of lack because we don't have them. Because if we had yeah. them, we wouldn't want them. Right. And then we're constantly uncomfortable because we're constantly wanting, as opposed to going welcoming the wanting. So this is the, one of the ways of releasing. There's five ways of releasing. One of one is welcoming whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So say you give me give me something that someone might want. Someone might want to attract um, a marriage partner. Okay. So that's a classic case of wanting approval, right? Because most of us want to get married so that we're going to feel loved. And safety. And and it crosses over into safety, security. And it might it depends on the person. And it might cross over into control over your future and your circumstances. So for everybody, it's a little bit different. But you can definitely say, okay, we'll go with those two. So someone might want a marriage partner. And you can do this with goals too. So you might want a marriage partner. And what's the want behind that? Well, you want, we'll start with uh, approval or wanting love. And you just allow yourself, welcome that want to want love. Now, most of us would feel kind of shameful about that because right. we don't have it. And they judge it. Right. Judge we, it. I should not, at least I would, I, don't, I shouldn't want this. I should have this already. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that you're shitting all over yourself, right? Like you sh- you're, it's it's this it's this mental mind game. They say that w- especially with manifestation, you know, this is a block. Like this is a this is if you have that, if you have that want of wanting love, desperation, like you want to you want to grab it, you want it, you want you want. It's gonna push it away, right? Versus if you just say, okay, like can I welcome this feeling? Can I welcome this having this want? Then you say, can I allow it to be here? So it's really it's bringing light to it. It's welcoming it. And then it's just being able to hang out with it, mm-hmm. even if for a moment. And then it's, can I let this want go? Mm-hmm. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up because they, they think wanting it is going to make it happen faster. Yeah. The more I want it, the faster it's going to come. No. No. It's Food not Heels like Nation. the secret where you snap your fingers and get a car. Well, that, and that's, <laughs> and they, in Sedona, he actually talks about that because yeah. that's the one thing that the secret left out is that. It's this detachment, as we talked about. This, yeah. is a, this is a way of detaching. Yeah. So if you're wanting and clawing and emotionally, you know, just wanting, wanting, wanting desperation, it's not going to come to you. Versus mm-hmm. you go, yeah, this is something that I want. It would make me really happy. It's cool. But I have faith in the universe that this is going to come to me because I'm worthy. Yeah. And am I going to allow this one to be here? Yes. Am I able to let this want go? Am I going to able to let this goal go? Yes. And once you're able to really, and this could be many layers. Um, if you've had something that's longstanding, you may need to release on it many, many times. And yeah, I speak from experience. Course. Yeah. But I recently, using the Sedona method recently, I just told you this weekend, had a major breakthrough. Okay, what happened? Well, what happened was I have, like I said, many tapes running in my background. Mm-hmm. And I know of them because I've been through therapy. You're and aware. it's so frustrating to have been through <laughs> therapy, yet they're still playing. Like, those cassettes are still playing. I know. Is it better to be in ignorant bliss or to know and then have to change? I think ignorant <laughs> bliss. <laughs> but um, 
I was never able to really negative thinking basically is mm-hmm. one of mine um which is a which is fear mm-hmm. um which is if i reduce it it's probably control like wanting control okay for much of my adult life even though i'm an artist and kind of gravitated toward that i think i've always wanted to be able to control circumstances and i guess what i can't who, who doesn't by the way yeah <laughs> yeah um and so anyway i was taking obi for a walk and i was by myself and we have a bazillion thoughts every day right um and all of a sudden i caught myself starting to go negative Mm -hmm. starting to go dark Mm -hmm. into a tape Mm -hmm. and i was able to go oh i was able to be the observer yeah which they talk about this in meditation too Mm -hmm. right it all kind of crosses over it really does um it reminds me of those like those Remember those color palettes where they show you like red, yellow, and blue when you're a kid, and then like green, uh, blue, and yellow make green, and red. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like they would kind of cross over like that, like totally. Different. And so, I was able to catch it in the moment and let it be there, which is a long-standing tape, and then release on it and, and just be like, okay, yeah, go ahead, play. And guess what? It didn't. Because I was able to observe it and I was mm-hmm. able to just be like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm aware of that pattern. I'm aware of that negative thinking. And So you stopped the tape. But not trying to stop the tape. Right. I stopped the tape by allowing it, welcoming it and being... By pressing play. By pressing play. <laughs> by pre- Yes. <laughs> so there are five ways of releasing. That's just one of them. Um, but I have found so much help from the Sedona method, particularly in relationships, particularly with with everything. I can't say it enough. I think everybody, I, I you know this, I'm constantly harping on it in the past six months because I started actively doing it again. There's, there's books, there's CDs, there's people that, uh, you know, are releasing partners. You know, I, like I said, I can keep going on forever. But now um, we sound like an infomercial. We do. And we're not selling anything. But um, can we talk about the questions? Because I think it's kind of um, what you just said. So it's, it's, it's welcoming. It's, I, I know people can't see me, but it's going like this. So being open. So it's I, what I did, audience, Food Heals Nation, is I just opened my arms as in, as like I'm going to embrace Ali, mm-hmm. like just kind of welcome, like opening your arms. And they say that you can even do that. It even helps. Yeah. If you're, so you can do it on an emotion, on a past memory, on an experience, on a belief, on people. This is particularly great for ex-boyfriends and girlfriends that have hurt you. <laughs> Trust me. Um, can I welcome what this person did to me? Can I yeah. allow it to be here? Can I let it go? When? Those, so those are the questions. Can, yeah, I, can, I, wel- can I welcome this? Uh, if so, when? And then the optimum answer is now. But if, even if you say no to these questions, you're still bringing light to the circumstance yeah. and you're still releasing a tiny bit. Uh, you release a little bit each time. And each time, else. if you release even just a tiny bit, it kind of nudges it loose and then eventually it can just pop. Yeah. So is this something that you do just in a moment, like you said, when you're walking, Obi, this can happen anytime. It's not something you sit down, you're like, I'm going to do Sedona method. That's how I first did it. Yeah. Okay. I got the core program. So they have many different MP3s. I got their basic program. It's 20 CDs worth. It's, it's, uh, and I was like, I am going to do this. And I committed to it and I listened to it. And you do get a lot out of it because you understand the basis of it and you do get a lot of people get a lot of questions because there's resistance. Mm-hmm. This is a new way. This is actually not a new way of being. It's going back to the way we were as babies. So up until the age of two, that's why babies are so beautiful and animals because they don't. They don't judge have, themselves. They, and they don't have these wants. If they're hungry or if they want love, they want cuddle, they cry. Mm-hmm. Their mom will figure it out. Oh, I got to pick up the baby. Yeah. If they want, you know, they don't have control. Well, maybe, yeah, not until the age of two. After two, it changes. So we yeah. get socialized. Yeah. And we learned that, um, you know, when you were little, your mom kept saying, Allie, Allie's book, Allie's room. This is Allie's toy. I love you, Allie. And eventually you learned, oh, I'm Allie. Yeah. And then therefore, you're mommy. There's a separation. Whereas before, babies don't know there's a separation. That's mm-hmm. why when you look at them, it's like pure love. Because yeah. you're just one. Yeah. And they say in Sedona Method that we, it is just that. We are, it's we, have still for, that. we have forgotten. We've forgotten. Yeah. We have forgotten. We've been socialized so that we can function as humans in society, yep. but we've forgotten who we really are. Yeah, just like Marianne Williams said. Yep. 
Return to love. Yep. Return to the love that you yeah. always are, you always have been, and you always will be. And that's hard sometimes. Yeah. But Simple, but not easy. Be. Yeah, babies don't know that. We learn uh, We learn the separation first. So now you, you're having, uh, but now babies know that there's a separation, and now you're wanting oneness. Oh, I need mommy. I need, I need to be held. I need to feel one again. And then when we get a little bit older, oh, now I, I don't need mommy. I need my separation like teenagers. Get away from me. But then there may be times where we want that love again. We, we want that approval. We want to, to know that we're, you know, it goes back to being, it goes back to that oneness versus separation, control and safety, security. Yeah. So Allie, can I lead you through an example so that our yes. listeners can understand? She's rolling her eyes right yes, now. She doesn't ma'am. want I'm to. nervous. Don't be nervous. Okay. What are we going to talk we about? We expose ourselves all the time on here <laughs> and we talk about stuff. No. Um. Okay, so we so we said we're gonna we're gonna talk about your physical pain because you've had a long-standing shoulder issue, right? Yeah. So you can release on anything, um, pain, the body, emotions, experiences, etc. Yeah. So and it has been getting better. Yeah. But I think that there is a missing piece. So maybe well, it is the uh, you know. Well, even the, well, this is just really for our listeners so that they can understand the process. Yeah. So Allie, can you take a deep breath? And can you feel into your shoulder? Mm-hmm. And whatever you're feeling, can you welcome whatever that is? Okay. I welcome the dull ache. You have a dull <laughs> ache. Okay. And just for now, could you let that dull ache go? Accepting that this could be just a memory. Could you let that pain go? Yes. When? Now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Bleep me out. I actually should have asked you what, what your pain is. At. Now it's throbbing. Oh. This is like tapping, Susie. It is. Yeah. In a different way. So let's get, let's, just like tapping, let's give it a number of, of pain. Where are you at from one to 10? Mm, just a five. A five. That's pretty, that's halfway there. Okay. So. Well, I've had it at, you know, an eight. So right now it's not. Right. But it's getting stronger as we're talking about it. So it's interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do a few more rounds just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, with certain things, you could, you may have to do a bunch of rounds. Yeah, it is. It's just like tapping because I feel like every time I do something of this type of work, it, and in, in spiritual psychology and classes, I take, you always give it a voice. So you're, if it gets stronger, it's like, okay, what is it trying to say? And so when I do these exercises, it will, it will, once you acknowledge it, it starts to either get stronger or lessen. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So, okay, so we're it's at getting five. stronger. Uh-huh. Okay. And feel into it again. Deep breath. And just for right now, could you welcome that five-level throbbing pain in your shoulder? And just for now, could you welcome the thought that the pain is just a memory? Yes. When will you let it go? Right now. No curse words right now. Good. And we're going to do one more. Okay. Feel into that shoulder. Mm-hmm. Where are you at, number-wise, 1 to 10? 4. Oh, okay. And just for now, could you welcome that 4-level pain? Could you let it be here? Mm-hmm. And just for right now, could you let it go? I'm saying yes, but the shoulder isn't moving. <laughs> are you feeling no? Are you, because yeah. sometimes the answer is no. And, and no. we, because we want to excel, we don't want to say no. Yeah, so but that's what But if the happened. truth is no, then say no. No. Okay. I wanted to say yes, because I didn't want to fail. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I want to fail good, the Sedona good. test. Good. You know, this is no test. Because <laughs> even if you, because if you say no, you're being more honest. Yeah. But the first times I felt yes, and the oh, second yeah. time no, I, I felt. I believe you. Or the last time I just felt resistance. Well, but when you hit up against that resistance, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. They say that things come up so that you can release them. So mm-hmm. if you're it, like it, and that happens because. You may have a certain level of acceptance, like I have this shoulder pain yeah. and this is going to be here and I did all these treatments and massage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you, you know, you may have a certain level of acceptance versus, you know, other things that you've experienced in life. But when you actually butt up against the resistance, that's where the work begins. And yeah. even if the answer is no, no, I don't fucking want, sorry, I don't <laughs> want to fucking let this pain go. No, it is here for a reason or I don't want to, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with. And maybe it's a representative of an emotion I'm not ready to let go of, but I haven't identified what that is yet. And, and the beauty of the Sedona method is 
you don't have to. Because great, I don't have to deal with it. Goodbye. No, you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to identify. I keep trying to cheat. Why you don't, don't have you to identify the emotion. Because I spent so many years trying to figure out my mind and my brain and mm. why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm self-sabotaging, and why am I depressed, and why do I have anxiety? And right. guess what? I found a lot of answers, and I still had the goddamn tapes. I still mm-hmm. had the same results. Yeah. And this, for me circumnavigated all that crap because mm-hmm. we our minds are constantly busy our minds want to figure stuff out and they want to categorize yes and this circumnavigates that mm-hmm. so let's go back to are you willing to let this go and the and the true answer was no so let's say it again are you willing to let this go no the next question to be answered is would you rather hold on to this pain or would you rather be free be free. Okay. <laughs> so just for right now, and after we answer this question, you can go back to it. But just for right now, could you let that pain go? Allow it to just be a memory. Yes. And when would you do that? Tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's putting it off. I wanted to hear right now. <laughs> I wanted to say right now, but I thought you would think I was cheating. Is that not true? Right. Okay. So true. let's go back to the other question. Because you're like... I, I talked a little bit. So let's start over. Okay. Feel into the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Level one to 10. Where's your pain? It's so funny because when we started, I felt no resistance. And now I feel all resistance. Because we're getting to some shit. Yeah. Well, can I tell a sidebar? Yeah. So I started doing um, a treatment for pain. And it's called Procaine Injections. It's totally holistic. It's done by my holistic doctor she's functional medicine she tests everything you know i went to her office and spent hours with her not in a waiting room hours with her looking at my body talking to me asking me deep involved questions about my life my lifestyle how i feel all this kind of stuff what i eat what i put in my body everything what my emotions are like intense intense work and so you know when i talked about my pain she was like i want to do this treatment So we're doing the treatment and it's like little needles go into you because they're injecting this procaine, which are the intention of the procaine is to heal the cells, like heal the body at a cellular level. So they stop um, creating pain. Stop screaming. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if someone is listening and they're a doctor and they're like, here's what it is, but I don't know how to explain it as well as a doctor can. Um, But it, it was working. Like you would test the spot. She would do a little, it's like a quick little needle and then it would feel better. So it was working. She's going down my back, going down my back, going down my back. She hits a spot. I burst out into tears, Mm -hmm. bawling on the table. Mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed. I was like, stop crying. Why are you crying? What's Mm -hmm. going on? You know? Mm -hmm. And so she stopped and she just said, it's okay. Don't worry. It's okay. She goes, this happens all the time. I'm like, what? You didn't tell me? Like, I'm sitting here thinking this is a purely physical treatment. I didn't know it was an emotional treatment, Susie. She didn't prepare me, but she did that on purpose so that... Well, but it may not have been for you. Maybe for... not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not... Because not everybody may have that emotional reaction. So uh, to tell someone you may have this reaction might give them the... You know what I mean? It might put it in their head. Right, and that's why she or doesn't do it. Or was it a completely... Emo- like, there's there's chemical react. There's chemical stuff going on here. She was doing, administering a no, needle. No, it was a complete emotional reaction. She was like, basically, by seeing what happened to me... She was like, I was bawling. She said, I couldn't stop. It was yeah, uncontrollable yeah, yeah. I totally sobbing. Get it. I know it happens in like massage and things like that too sometimes. But when I, I was in massage school, I was in an intensive massage class for 30 days. And every day we worked on each other. So we got about three hours of massage a day. Mm-hmm. Now I know our listeners are probably thinking, that sounds amazing. But guess what? When you get that much body work in every day for 30 days or five yeah. days a week. Yeah you are going to bring up some emotional stuff. Yeah. And this is where my my continued knowledge or I, I just know that, that body-mind disconnection does not exist. They oh, are no. one. Yeah. And I was, so we were told, okay, somebody, some of you may have emotional releases. That's totally normal. It's healthy. We'll see what happens. I was the first one to go down. I remember that. It's so funny. And I remember when it <laughs> the happened. tough chick. I was, was naked <laughs> under a sheet with my classmates in Culver City, and there were probably 15 people in the room, and I just started crying. Yep. And I needed to get tissues, and I felt embarrassed and shameful. I was in front of other people, and the yep. other, everybody knew, like, they knew who it was. Yeah. 
And once I started crying, other people started crying. Mm -hmm. Like I gave them you the gave permission, them permission. Mm -hmm. to have their release. To be honest, the actually the opposite happened with this um, sound class, a sound healing class we did where it was laughter. Mm -hmm. They're both releases. Neither one is good or bad or better or worse. Like they're just both a way of releasing. Yeah. I totally get it. And yeah. I'm so, and I've had the same thing with acupuncture even before that. Yeah, my friend where, killed it too. Where I had um where I was crying and my acupuncture was like, oh yeah, this is normal. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this is, represents your, actually my low back, safety, security. Mm. Um, where I was like, what? I was 19. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But it made sense. So I completely empathize. So yeah. go on with your story. So you started bawling. I mean, that's it. And then, you know, she just quietly said to me, it's okay. It's all right. And she goes, what this is telling me is that this treatment is really working. It's very powerful. And you know, your, your back, although it may have been caused by a car accident, it is maintained by an emotion. Mm -hmm. And not an emotion, but emotions. Emotion. Undealt with shit. Yeah. So she's like, you know, she's like, think about what this is bringing up for you emotionally and work on that and then come back, you know, and we'll keep releasing and we'll keep releasing. If Very any our, powerful. If anybody in Food Deals Nation is interested in learning more about this, there's a great book. Uh, called Body Mind by Ken Dickwald. I think it's D-Y-C-H-T-W-A-L-D, um, where it explains mind-body connection. Fascinating book about how certain areas of our body represent certain certain mm -hmm. emotions or hold certain emotions. Anyway. Yeah. And Louise Hay, uh, you can look up where you're having the pain or where you're having the chronic whatever. It can be a disease. It can be a cough. Whatever it is, you can look up where it is on your body and know uh, what that relates to emotionally in most cases. Mm. So, you know, I think I've expressed this before, but my pain is on the right side of my back so and my your, shoulder. So that's your yang side. That's your masculine energy you, side. Exactly. That's your doing side. Susie already knows. Um, but one of the things that really got me is that it said, uh, on, in Louise Hay, it said it could be anger at father. And of course, that's I'm mad that my dad left me. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And so... I hope one day that I heal that. I really, truly do. And I know I will. <laughs> but until then, I don't know if I'm going to keep experiencing pain until I'm really ready to go there. So many fascinating things that I've read, listened to through the Sedona Method was that we think we're going to gain something from holding on to XYZ, whether it be an emotion, an yes. attachment, belief. We think we're going to gain from holding on, what we will gain from releasing. Yes. So, say that again. Uh, yeah, it's it's really okay. It's a so big one. Yeah, it's a big one. If you can really grasp this, I have done my job. Even uh, Obi <laughs> got excited. He did. <laughs> he's listened to so much Sedona. Oh, now he's in your purse. <laughs> I don't know why he's in there. Get out of there. We have three adorable doggies on the couch. I he wish you could napping. see this Food Heals Nation. We think we're going to gain from holding on what we actually gain from letting, letting go. go. Preach it. So our body, our mind wants to grasp onto stuff and keep it uh, emotionally, bioenergetically, because we think that if we let it go, we're going to lose it. We're not going to manifest it if it's wanting a partner. We're not going to manifest it if it's wanting abundance and more money in our bank account. We think that we got to want it more and hold on to it and think about it and ruminate and... And it is, it's this fine balance of manifesting. So it's identifying what you want and then going, I don't give, it's called hootlessness. I don't give a hoot. <laughs> I would say something else. I, I have a better I word. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I was We've already say cursed in this, this episode. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck <laughs> if I get it or not. That is an extremely powerful place to be. And I've heard, I heard, when I first heard this, I was like, whatever. I was so <laughs> cynical. And I was like, no. And I have to say, it took me a long time, but I have to say it's true. Mm -hmm. When you are, I'll give an example. Um, I was 18. I was in Vail, Colorado with my family taking a snowboard lesson. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to learn how to snowboard. I was a skier and I was like, I'm going to learn how to snow. It was a hot new thing at 1990s. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I do remember that time as well. <laughs> And I was by myself because my mom didn't want to learn to snowboard. My brother, my brother didn't too. It was strange. He was young enough. He was, he was, he was at the eight, right? He didn't want to take it. So I was by myself, which is not something I normally did at that age. But yeah. I was like, okay. And I was completely humbled. 
by the fact that they told us you're going to spend the entire day either on your butt or on your knees because you're learning something new and you're just, that's the way it is and you're going to hurt tomorrow. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day and I, and I just, com- I was completely present and I was enjoying failing because I was just like, I'm, I'm going to fail at this. I've never done it before. Yeah. Which is how we actually learn as kids when we're taking swimming lessons or we don't know. Yeah. There's no expectation. And then when we get as, when we become adults, we're like, I should be able to do this. I I'm going to be the best. At I this. should be able to learn French in three weeks. No, yeah. <laughs> like you have to give yourself space to learn. So anyway, I was completely present, didn't care about the outcome, wasn't going to compete in the Olympics for snowboarding. I was just having fun. Totally attracted this hot snowboard instructor who wasn't even part of our group. He just stopped by and he kept stopping by. And he was really cute, but he was kind of older. I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that time and like I would have, if I had seen him and go, I'm gonna flirt with him, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna attract him. I don't think it have, would have worked. Whereas mm-hmm. I was having fun being goofy. Yeah. Just did not care. Did yeah. not give a fuck. <laughs> and like we dated for a little while and it was this lovely relationship. And I look back at that as an example of mm-hmm. this versus other points in my life where I'm like, I want this to happen and I'm yeah. going to make it happen and I'm going to manifest it and be very closed and contained and, and um, controlling. doesn't work. Yeah, that really And sum- it's not fun. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely better to be on the snowboard and not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like that sums up our whole thing about intention setting and the Sedona method because it it, it, it is all, like you said, the circles where you're... Mel- it's true. You know, the- all of this stuff, it all crosses over. All yeah. of, all, everything we talk about in terms of intentionality and like spiritual psychology, it all... It's all part of the big circle. Yeah, I think it's just about finding the tools that work best for you. And so there are a lot of tools that I've been taught that I'm like, nah, doesn't really resonate. But the ones that work for me, I, I couldn't live without them, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so and, and I continue to learn like the exercise we just did. Maybe I need to do that again until my resistance goes down. Tapping. I think, I think we can do that. I've been doing a lot of tapping also in the new year. Tapping is awesome as well. Yeah. EFT, baby. All right. Well, before we let you go, Food Heals Nation, we're just going to let you know one more time about our seminar and brunch with Leslie Durso. I love Leslie. I know. She's the best. She brought us champagne and cupcakes. Oh, I mean, she what? was the best. And she showed up in this like party frock. Oh, she has the best It was a party style. frock. No, every time I see her, I'm like, where, how do you come up with these amazing outfits? My stylist. Like, well, there you can go. I get one of those? I think you can for the right price. Yeah. <gasps> I know. (laughs) (laughs) Someday, Ali, someday. (laughs) Someday. Big goals. Manifestation. Gotta intend that. Are you ready for 2017? Start your year with a seminar and brunch with Leslie Durso. This year, let's form healthy habits that will last you a lifetime. Leslie will lead you through some of her favorite habits and rituals to maintain a healthy mind and body. She will also teach you some of her most favorite breakfast recipes to make staying healthy throughout the year a cinch. Recipes like... Course one, Leslie's ultimate superfood smoothie. Mm. Do superfoods have you confused? Mm-hmm. Les- yeah? <laughs> no, Leslie will kidding. teach you about her favorites that go into this delicious smoothie packed with major wellness boosters. Course two, protein pancakes. These pancakes are gluten-free and filled with protein to jumpstart your day. Or course three, tofu scramble. Leslie will teach you how to reinvent dinner leftovers into a delicious breakfast you will be excited to wake up to. I'm hungry. Course four, on-the-go overnight oats. Don't let time in the morning be a factor in your health. Leslie's overnight oats are super tasty, super healthy, and super quick. New Year Better You Class and Brunch is $45, but for Food Heals listeners, you can save $5 by using the coupon code FOODHEALS at checkout. Just go to our group, foodhealsgroup.com, click on my post, and join us for the brunch. This class will include a welcome mimosa, 45-minute long class, sit-down brunch, printed recipes, giveaways, and surprises. See you there. See you there. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.